many of you chase contracts? You may email it to one person, they send it back, but it's not a PDF for you, they've locked it. You now have to forward it back to them so they can unlock it and then you can reshare it back and forth and back and forth. Well, my guest today is Elizabeth Shields, co-founder of Rock Paper Coin. She's not only gonna give us the best business advice when it comes to starting a business, but how she's developed the technology to make your life easier. Let's get carried away. All right, joining me today and getting carried away with me is Elizabeth Shields, founder of Rock Paper Coin. And she is going to be discussing not only this fabulous brand, Rock Paper Coin, but also her advice on the three most important things to do when starting a business. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and getting carried away with me on today's show. I'm very I'm, excited to be here. I'm super glad you could make the time and thank you for rescheduling. Um, and this, you know, when I got your application, I've, I get a lot of people who pitch to be on the show, right? So, but yours was so unique that I, I don't know of anyone else who's doing what you're doing within the wedding industry. I just found it really fascinating. And so I was like, oh yeah, I got to know, I got to know more about this, Elizabeth, like this is really unique, really niche, you know, and they always say when you're starting your entrepreneurial journey, really niche down and everything. Um, So before we dive into the topic and what Rock Paper Coin does, I want to know if 10-year-old Elizabeth said to herself, when I grow up, I'm going to create a platform for wedding organizers to monetize and track their spending. Absolutely not. Um, you know, I think when I was 10, when I look back, um, I always wanted to do event planning and I have a younger brother who is eight years younger than me. And I planned his baby shower with one of my mom and grandma's really good friends. And I like made the invitation. So I always like loved hosting parties. So I knew that it was kind of a calling from a young age. I like control and planning and design and all of the things that go into wedding planning. Um, but starting a technology company was probably last on the list or pretty close to last on the list. So it's been a really wild ride um, getting to this point for sure. Uh, that's so, so tell me about that ride. Um, where, you know, what, what's, what's the origin story of how this all developed? Um, I know if you were in weddings, you clearly must have seen a gap Yes. Um, to then now be in the, a tech industry. Uh, but are you still doing weddings or is it just rock, paper, coin now? Just rock, paper, coin now. Oh, that's so, yeah, I know. I hung up my hat as a wedding planner. So I graduated college, you know, very naively, not knowing what like a full-time job meant. And I got my first job out of college. I was so excited. And then I realized I was just sitting behind a desk all day. And I was like, oh, like what did I do? Like, this can't be my life. Like, oh my gosh. So had major shock started interning at a company called Bridal Bliss that was owned by Nora Shields, just shadowing her, seeing kind of like, it was fun on the weekends, just kind of seeing if I liked it. And I loved it. Of course, like after one wedding, I was like, okay, like, let's do this. So I just started working for her for a couple of years and she, on a side note, introduced me to my husband, who was her brother-in-law at the time. (laughs) So that's now how we share the same last name. And, um, you know, kind of just like fast forward, we started really thinking about like ways to streamline the business. We just felt like wedding planning, there's like this huge disconnect. Our couples were asking to do everything via their phone and like none of the vendors or businesses were doing things digitally. It was just like, you know, here's a PDF contract or here's like a printed contract. Can you, you know, 
sign and send it back to me in the mail? Can you write me a check? And we were playing into this for a while and telling our couples, like, you need to order a checkbook. And this is the way things are done. We're like, why are we playing into this? Like, let's go out and get some technology. Let's update this industry. And I say it all the time. We like accidentally started this company because we just wanted to look for technology to like integrate into the business. We had zero intention of actually starting a tech company. So it's like kind of a joke between Nora and I, because we're like, how did we get here? Like what a mess. <laughs> like nobody went to MIT. Nobody's got a degree in no. engineering. Ah, you don't need that. <laughs> oh, so fast forward, we realized there wasn't any industry specific technology that would do what we were looking to do. So we, again, naively were like, let's just build it. It can't be that hard. You know, it'll just be for bridal bliss. And of course that's like, again, like a huge misconception and building technology is incredibly hard, very expensive, time consuming. So we decided we hit pause. We just did a bunch of market research. And then we basically said like, Hey, a lot of other companies need this. So I think this is kind of a really unique opportunity. Like this door just like cracked open for us. And we just decided to kind of step in and see what it was like. I love that. That's so exciting. Um, where do you think when you were developing this technology that you hit the biggest roadblock? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, in the very first development meeting, Nora and I sat in on, I had no clue what they were saying. We <laughs> sat there like nodding our head, like, okay, mm-hmm, taking <laughs> notes. We I think between the two of us, we wrote down like every word they were saying, we then had to go home and we stayed up to like midnight that night, Googling every word. (laughs) What was that? What does that mean? Like, what does this do? It was, so it just felt like that first, like six months, there were like so many roadblocks because everything was a completely different world than we knew. And so it was really getting started. Once the wheels were in motion of like finding the developers to build the product, I'm not going to lie. I still have roadblocks pretty much every day, but they get like smaller and smaller and things that are more manageable that you can go out and learn, or you can, you know, tap into other resources to kind of help unblock. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then, um, so who needs rock, paper, coin in their life right now? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we are wedding planners. So we obviously, we built it for the industry. So that's all vendors, caterers, florists, venues, you name it but we did take care of planners, just like a little extra special. So the kind of like secret sauce of rock, paper, coin is that um, every business is going to have their client files living on rock, paper, coin. When you as a planner have a couple that is also working with another caterer or a florist, and they send that couple, a contractor, an invoice or any documents, they, those documents automatically land in your client folder. So you're not having to chase down all of the contracts on behalf of your clients so or review them or approve them. Like you get everything into your client folder with a notification. You can go and review it. You can approve it. And then it notifies your client that you've reviewed it. So it's just kind of streamlining that process again, all either desktop or phone, like um, just really helping like couples be planning while on the go. Gotcha. Is it also an app or is it just web-based? Web-based. Yeah. So it is like mobile friendly and uh, we just don't have an app in the store to download yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, teaser. <laughs> right? Not yet. I love this. I love this. So how does rock, paper, coin make the life easier of the bride and groom? 
Like how does their life easier? Oh my gosh. It has, it's been so great to watch it on that side. Cause I'll be honest, like we didn't totally plan it for that side. You know, we wanted to make their lives easier, but we were really thinking of the business side of it. So when a couple logs in, they're going to set up and they can upload as many bank accounts or credit cards as they want. So that could be like, if they're you know, the father of the bride is giving them $10,000. They can upload that credit card and set a limit. They can upload multiple bank accounts, set limits. So, you know, paying for a wedding is really kind of a melting pot and we're going to help them manage it. So then when they do get an invoice or contract, everything's signed digitally. It's like a click of a button and then they can pay their invoice digitally and only upload that information once. So it just all lives in one place. And then we're going to track all of that. Let's say that credit card, it hits 10,000. You can then export all of the receipts that total that 10,000 and send it off to your, that dad, that parent, that friend, whoever it is. Right. It's just really helping them. It's kind of got some budgeting features built in to really help them like stay on task. Um, And then really just being digital, you know, so not having to print off or fill in a PDF is just a huge time saver for couples today. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the trees appreciate it too. You're creating less of a carbon footprint. Think about think about you're not driving back and forth to like, okay, here's the contract. Now let's go to the bank and like, it's all digital. So less of a carbon footprint. I love that. That's that's very, very, very clever. I love it. Um, Now during, is this when you kind of came up with these important things in business? Cause we, our topic is, you know, three must most important things when doing, when starting a business, what would you say those three are? And did you learn it during this experience or the wedding industry or a little bit of both? I think a little bit of both, but really in building rock, paper, coin, you know, I think there's a lot of like sites that you could go and Google, like how to start a business. And we got really, really good advice from people who have been in our shoes before, but never to like what to do to start it. Like they're like, you almost have to take that first step and probably fall. And then other people are like, Oh, well, this is how you do it. And I kind of was like, shoot, there's like such a missed opportunity because looking back at myself, like had I known what I'd known, then it would have just made the path a little less bumpy. So I think the three most important things, and I might dabble into a fourth because yeah. So I would think the first thing is really just having a co-founder, um, you know, the starting off in like the entrepreneur world can be really lonely. So I just think having a co-founder, we can dive into these more in in depth, but at a high level. So finding a co co-founder doing market research. I really want to like dive into like what it is that you need to research before you even dream of a company, like do some research. If you have this like very loose idea, research is like a backbone. You have to create a business plan. I know it's like almost feels like school and this project you like want to put off till the end and you never want to do it, but it's like so important. And then like hire professionals around you. That that's the fourth that kind of comes at a little bit of a later stage than those three. So I always say like three plus a half. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true because when you're starting out, you know, you might still be working your full-time job and you're trying to build this over here and and with all your extra time. I know when I was starting to build a bra, one of the best choices I ever made was hiring someone to build the website. because I was going to throw my computer out the window because I could not understand WordPress and it was like a foreign language. (laughs) Yeah. No, you have to hire for your weaknesses. It's like Mm -hmm. so true. Yeah. Yeah, It's, and there, there's a lot of bootstrapping you have to do, you know, especially when you're raising startup 
money oh or God. capital? <laughs> are you borrowing from yourself? Are you taking out a loan? But to me, um, trying to learn skills that people already are experts in was such a waste of time. So I, I think you're absolutely right when you're hire professionals and yeah. professionals, not people doing what you're doing yeah, at not the same friend. level now. <laughs> Don't yeah. hire your brother-in-law. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I do this on the side. Yeah, no. sure. I can throw it together for you. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's not how it's going to work. I know. Uh, I think that's yeah. really important. Now, when it you is. were, you, the other thing you said was finding like a mentor or a co-founder. Yeah, co-founder. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and you, did you guys, you and your sister-in-law have this when you started Rock, Paper, Coin? Kind of. Yeah. So we both wanted to dive into this and I don't think we understood the power of like having us both in it together when we were starting this company and we already had a working relationship, which was great. So we had been working together for years at that point. So it felt really natural, but I think for somebody who it doesn't have that partner and has this idea, it's so important to have a co-founder. The entrepreneurial path is incredible incredibly lonely and hard. Like, I'm not going to lie that you burn midnight oil frequently and you need somebody to, to burn that midnight oil with you and share in that because it, you know, everybody around you, whether you want it to or not, they go on that entrepreneurial road with you. So my husband, he is amazing and so supportive. He's on this road. He sees and feels every bump that I do. So you need a co-founder that you can really dive into that with. And you know, go through those peaks and valleys. I swear when like Nora's like, this is so hard, you know, let's, let's not do it. And, and then I'm up here and I'm like, we got this, we're doing so good. Like we're really close. And then I'm down and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she's high. So you kind of like pull each other up through those peaks and valleys. And it's just really, really important to have somebody to share that and the workload with like, you know, there's oh, so yeah. much work to be done. Mm-hmm. So by dividing and conquering, you're able to move a lot faster and be kept accountable. Yeah, for sure. And also what's great about having a partner in crime is like, if you're having a day, like I got to take a day, a me day, I got to get out. Yep. They can kind of take the slack for the day, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and vice versa. Like you both can't have bad days on the same day. <laughs> So it's true. Like, today's my yeah, day. Right, right. <laughs> or you plan it. You're like, we're having a really shitty week. Let's go get cocktails. Exactly. Like we're done every day this, at one o'clock. Um, yeah. And how, what, well, and speaking of that, what advice would you give your younger self and your sister-in-law? Like what, what would you say to yourselves back then? What you know now? Yeah, I, I think that we did a really good job of dividing and conquering and we didn't really define roles until much later in the process and it worked well for us. Um, so, you know, everybody is of course going to have a unique situation, but I think what that really did is that it made us both incredibly knowledge about the entire business, you know, so that it wasn't Mm -hmm. one of us being reliant on the engineering side and one of us on the sales side, we were in it together for honestly, I think the first two years we were just like, in every meeting together, understanding every facet of the business. And then we would divide and conquer to be like, okay, you take that project. I'll take this project. Gotcha. And that holds up really well today because if I take a vacation or if she needs to go or whatever, the other person can jump in with enough knowledge to still be that leader that the company is looking for and making those decisions. Yeah. That's really, really important. You don't want every, like, 
you to be the only one with the passwords, you know, and exactly. her to be the only one that has the answers. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's really re- and it's really great that you have this great symbiotic relationship and mm-hmm. you get, get along so well. And there yeah. are, I mean, we always hear the horror stories of co-founders that have this <laughs> horrible breakup and, or they're divorced because they were married or. Yes. Or yeah. So yeah. The family great. aspect definitely is helps. helps, you know, for sure. And, um, you know, blood is thicker than water. So mm-hmm. I, I like that we have the family aspect tied on top of that because, at the end of the day, like, even if something is tough, like we, we still fall back to that. Yeah, that's great. I'm very curious how you came up with the name. Oh my gosh. Paper coin. Cause uh, to me, it's very clever. <laughs> well, it was quite a story. So talk about another bump in the road. We were just looking for paper coin and we were on GoDaddy. We were searching it way too much. We were asking our friends and family what they thought. And uh, anyways, it got like we literally went to go buy it when we were going through the checkout, it got bought from underneath us. And then somebody contacted us trying to sell it to us for $20,000. Oh <laughs> it was wild. I like, have never been so offended and I don't want to be a total conspiracy theorist, but I was like, is this an inside job? Like, yeah. who? like what? Mm-hmm. Like somebody was just watching us constantly hit that name over and over and then bought it. And I don't know how they got my contact information. It was bizarre. So anyways, we like shed a few tears and mm-hmm. then we wrote out a huge list of names and we actually were doing rock, paper, scissors to like cut down the list of like your favorite, my favorite. And we were like, oh my God, why don't we just do rock, paper, coin, like rock for an engagement ring, paper for contracts, coin for payments. Like, let's just go for it. It makes so much sense. And that's exactly what I thought of when I saw rock, paper, coin. To me, it also sounds very wedding. Like it has this wedding feel about it, you know? And so I was like, oh yeah, the big rock, obviously. (laughs) Oh, and see, to to me, when I heard paper, I thought it meant like the marriage license, but you're right, contracts. Because at the time I didn't know what it was, but um, so that's, that's very, very clever. Um, Mm -hmm. And how long, how long ago did you guys uh, build this? How long have you been doing this? So um, since 2018 is kind of, is when we like, you know, incorporated and we were starting to build out the very like initial beginnings of a product. And then we launched to the public November of 2019, which, you know, was an interesting time to launch, not knowing what was coming (laughs) down the pipeline. (laughs) For sure. Right. Um, Yeah. And how was that for you once? I mean, I guess because it's digital, but there weren't any weddings or anything happening. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. So we ended up launching and getting pretty good traction. Um, And this like loops back around because Nora and I did an entire year of market research. So this kind of can tie back into one of the points that I'll come back to, but, you know, we launched, we got some really good traction, COVID hit and transactions and contracts, it stopped like overnight, like nothing happened on the platform. And then in May, it skyrocketed. And that's because everybody was like, okay, I have so much downtime. Where are the areas in my business that I can improve? And one of them was going digital. All of these venues that were no longer able to operate in person, wedding planners couldn't have people come in to sign contracts. It was like, how am I going to send a contract? Like I need to get an e-signature company. So that kind of, the signups just skyrocketed and it was amazing. And the transactions lag, there was no business, but we thought, you know what, let's just stay at this. Let's, you know, keep our head down, keep working, providing the best customer service that we can. And when the, you know, lights turn back on, we're, we're hope 
we can then capture all the business that these companies will have, you know, kind of in the ball, the like, yeah. you know, back end like reserve. And that's what happened. And it was really exciting. Gotcha. So like it, technically you could use this not only for weddings, but any conferences, yep. any large scale events, yep. this technology. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. oh, that's yeah. cool. oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And then when you, when you did your research, when you were like, okay, we're going to spend a year market researching, like, where do you start? Do you start with Google? I mean, oh my gosh, no. this one it, market research. I mean, you can pay somebody a ton of money to do this, but yes, starting out, you have no money. So we were right. like, basically like, okay, how do we figure this all out? So what we ended up doing was creating these lists of wedding planners and vendors. We would honestly go into like specific markets on Google to be like top wedding planners, top venues, whatever research, like the state of California, the state of, you know, Texas, we then sent out surveys to all of these emails that were just like, what technology are you using? Are you happy? You know, how much would you pay? What's like your processing fee? And we just sent out this like huge blanket survey across the United States and we got a ton of responses. And that was really the key to like making some pretty critical decisions on our platform. Now we did have the leg up because we also had our wedding planning company. So we were able to tap into past couples at Bridal Bliss and Mm. do market research on that end too. So I understand that not everybody's going to necessarily come with those resources, but I think kind of the high level of like market research and kind of what you want to understand is like, what are the opportunities? Like you have this idea, like, I kind of want to do contracts and invoices or like whatever the idea is. Don't, don't think anything more than that, because through your market research, it's going to present to you the business idea. Like truly that's, I think where people make the biggest mistake is like, I have this like golden opportunity. I'm going to create this amazing business. They go and do the market research and they're forcing the market research to prove the concept versus the other Uh, way. mm -hmm. Have the market research, research, prove a concept for what your business should be. And you might not like the outcome and that's okay. Then you can say, it's not for me, you know, and walk away or try again and, you know, go in a different avenue, but like understanding, like what are the opportunities of the market? What are the needs of the market? Identifying, you know, customers, like what's your ideal client? Um, Who are you going to be going after? You know, I think also it's really important to understand, like you have this target market. And for us, it was wedding planners, but then what's the secondary market? Like, what does that look like? And that for us is all of the vendors. So it's really important to understand like all of the customer base that are potentially going to be using your product and then like brand research, like what a what brand, you know, competition, analyze right. them. Who else is doing there. this? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are they offering? What's your idea that, or what's missing from all these ideas and how can you be different? I think that's really the backbone of like the research that needs for to be sure. done. For sure. I know when I was starting bra, um, it was right before the big hashtag me too movement started. And so at the time, you know, nobody was having these kind of frank conversations about what's really happening. And so then I was just kind of like, okay, well, community uh, lifting and supporting, you know, entrepreneurs because I'd gone to networking events and it was all old white men. I was like, where are all the ladies at? Um, but my girls, yes, right. And you know, can we have like some good food? Like, like, sorry, I was just like, anyway, yeah, exactly. But it is something, but one of the things I did was look for my competition, like, you know, what else is out there and everything. And I think a lot of people get 
a little nervous about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who your direct competitor is, if it's like a honey book or something like that. Yeah. But when you were built, did you ever feel like, oh no, like it's already okay. built? Like, how can we be more unique, yep. more niche down? A hundred percent. And I mean, I think that if you don't have a competitor, you're either first to the market, which is, you know, wow. wild and, you know, definitely run with that, or you're not doing enough research you know, um, or you don't understand what your product is, you know, or what you want to offer because every industry should have competitors. It's so healthy. You know, yes. when there's plenty of pie for everybody, you know, Nike, Adidas, like Puma, you think of even just like some of the biggest name brands, their competition pool is like 10 times the size of our competition pool. And they're still incredibly successful, you know? So I don't think it should like quell, you know, any feelings of like not starting a business. I think it should light a fire and be like, cool, I'm going to yeah. do this and I'm going to compete with them. You know, that, love that. Well, what's, what's coming up? What's next for rock paper coin? Yeah, we are like super excited. Our team is, you know, been growing, we've been hiring and we are just releasing new features as fast as we can to support the industry. Nora and I are incredibly passionate um, in the industry and we listen to every single piece of feedback. I know it's crazy, but like every feedback we get from a customer or a business, we are like analyzing and dissecting and being like, okay, this request, how can we make this happen? Are there other requests? So, you know, really what's next is like right now we're building out a like full CRM function workflow so Mm -hmm. that we can help businesses take the initial inquiry from a website and walk them through the entire sales process. So really helping them to like automate, save time, save money and effort on their end. You know, the industry, it's a lot of small to medium sized businesses. So we just really want to help everybody. Yeah, that's really, really good. I also noticed on your website, you have an affiliate program. Yes. Uh, and uh, tell me a little bit more about that and how that works. If somebody's yeah. listening and is interested. Yeah, absolutely. So we love partnering with, you know, industry people who enjoy RPC and want to help spread the word. So a lot of the, you know, wedding planners, maybe that are on rock, paper, coin, or an industry speaker, they've seen and used our platform. They're super excited about it. And we just offer them an incentive to kind of help spread the word on behalf of RPC. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really important because I mean, and there's weddings everywhere, right? There's, there's events <laughs> everywhere. And now that we're coming back, I'm sure you're, you've probably seen an increase um, in people wanting the technology. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, the industry is very heavy referral based. So I also think it's, it's just nice when you can talk to somebody who's using the product. So if somebody's, you know, reaching out to rock, paper, coin, and they're like, you know, can we talk to somebody who's using it? Like that's where our affiliates really shine. Cause yes, we want you to talk to somebody who's using it and hear it from them. Like we never want to have it be like this sales approach. Like if it's not right for your business, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, don't use it. You know, it's not going to make your life easier. Now, if I think I can make your life easier, I'm going to also tell you then like I can make your life easier. (laughs) That's that's good. And I'm sure anybody who's listening, the first question they're going to have about this is how tech savvy do I have to be? not tech savvy. Like, (laughs) I promise you, like Nora and I, before starting rock, paper, coin, I mean, like it was a joke, like, like, no, this is (laughs) built for people who are not tech savvy because I'm sorry, we don't have time to learn technology and it's really hard. It's Mm -hmm. overwhelming. So 
we have a couple of things. So we have dedicated account managers. I will die on this sword. You will always talk to somebody live at Rock Paper Coin. Like that, that is just not something I'm willing to give up. And we have White Glove onboarding. We want you to onboard and we're going to set up your whole account for you so that then we hop on a demo, a shared screen. We're going to walk you through. It's going to be like one-on-one. You ask personalized questions about your business, where things live. We're going to show you how to use it. Even without all of that, if you signed on and you landed on our home screen, the only buttons you are going to see are contract and invoice. So you're going to know pretty much right away how to send a contract or how to send an invoice. Like we needed to make that a really easy user experience. That's really, really good. And you can do it on any, any platform, right? It doesn't matter if you're Mac, IBM, all of it. Samsung. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's really, really cool. Now, any like um, advice for anyone who's like looking, dabbling for how does like a, a wedding coordinator and event coordinator know that they're ready for your product? You know, like they're, yes. what are they feeling? Yeah. I think that there's a couple of things. If you're accepting cash and checks, then you're ready for our business. <laughs> um, you know, if you feel like you're losing clients because of their experience, in trying to book your business, you know, so that could be as far as what is your response time on their initial inquiry? Um, how are you meeting them? You know, where are you meeting them? Are you starting to lose them? Are people falling off in your kind of sales funnel at a certain point? You know, those are all really key indicators that your business needs some help in automating that booking process. And I think also just, if you are pushing paper, like if you feel like my I was a wedding planner and now I'm a babysitter. That was me. Like, I was like, I'm just babysitting this contract process. I want to refer this florist. And then I tell my couple about it. They're like, great, let's book it. I go to the florist. Can you send a contract? Then I go to the couple. Did you get the contract? Okay, florist, can you send me a copy of the contract? Then the couple forwards me the contract. Then there's something wrong. It's like a cycle that you're just like stuck in for Mm -hmm. so long until they, until somebody signs and you're like, okay, thank God, let's do this again. Now with the photographer, (laughs) all the the makeup artist, the videographer, the the caterer. Oh my God. So if your planning has become babysitting, (laughs) come back. You're ready. (laughs) Well then tell us how to find it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So no, our website's rockpapercoin.com. So you can just check us out. Um, you can call us, you can email us, you can chat us like it's all live people. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you yeah. so much for telling oh, us all about yes. this. Um, it's very cool. And it's, it's so nice to see women in tech. Um, you know, it's so niched and mm-hmm. yeah, we need to put you all, you all back up in the spotlight. <laughs> women in tech, yes, women in yes, tech. It's true. Um, it's really, really important. But before we go, we got to get carried away. Yes. Um, first during the pandemic, during this time, we've really been, been home a lot. Yeah. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? I know some people were yeah. baking, some people were knitting, uh, yep. were you binging Netflix? Like what, what was your thing? This is like so funny. And me three years ago would like absolutely die hearing myself say this, but my husband made me watch the Marvel series in sequential order during, (laughs) and I totally got hooked, like so funny. And a few weeks ago I had um, a babysitter come over for my two little kids and my husband was like, cool, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, we're going to see the new Spider-Man movie. Duh. It was like this (laughs) out of body experience where I was like, what? Like, never such a good movie years. such a good such movie a, such a good movie like tom holland i don't know he's I know. 
like I think he's my favorite Spider-Man I have to say but like oh, I, good. I took my my teenage daughter she's 14 to go see it with her younger brother who's 11 yeah. and she was just like oh, whatever whatever but as soon as Andrew Garfield came on she was like wait a minute yeah, like wait what <laughs> this guy yes. now uh we've got we've seen a it. lot of Andrew Garfield now we had to watch all the Andrew Garfield oh, <laughs> they're so good but it was like one of those where I was like dragging my feet wanting to watch this year I was like ugh, like comics like whatever yeah. and now I'm like oh like okay yeah. let's watch you know WandaVision like all of it yeah. I'm like what's your favorite movie what do you think if you had to pick one to watch over and over again of all the Marvel universe I know. Oh, that's a hard question. That's probably the hardest question I've asked this whole interview. Um, I don't know. What would I pick? Um, definitely not a Hulk. Okay. No, I was, I, I wouldn't be cool. <laughs> and you know, I liked black widow, even though I thought it was kind of random. I mm-hmm. still liked it. Yeah. Um, okay. It's not in the movie series, but I really liked the, the show Loki. Oh, that was really good. I thought that yeah. was really good. So yeah. that, right. Okay. That, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah I think that that's might be mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a really good show. Um, I forget the actor's name, but he's really, really good. Um, yes. yes. Um, okay. Well, I love I know, that. I, know, I love so. that. That's, <laughs> nobody has ever said that, by the way, you're the first person who ever said, maybe they just didn't want to admit it, but I'm a big Marvel fan. And now that yeah. Disneyland has all their Marvel universe stuff, why take the kids? Right? It's like, oh, look at it. It's I Iron Man. It's so I know. I know. Oh, I do love Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Chris I Evans. Love, I mean, it's I not know. a hard, it's They're not hard so to good. sit through. It yeah. is. I know. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay. And finally, my very last question is yes. always, um, can you give me like two or three things that you cannot stand that people mm-hmm. obsess about and get really crazy about? Um, you know, like I really don't like the cutoff jeans that my teenager now has to wear, where literally <laughs> it looks like she's wearing floods. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know. This what we're wearing to school? Okay. <laughs> I have two. I really hate high waisted pants and they're like so in and everywhere. And not that I need like low rise, but I just need like a mid. Like yeah. I need something that like covers but isn't like up to my chest <laughs> with like a zipper. <laughs> so that and then second is the show Billions. It's so weird, but I feel like so many people are obsessed with it. And I like tried to get into it and I was just like, I don't get the hype. Yeah. I don't like it either. Okay. I tried to, I tried multiple times and I was like, maybe I'm tired. I don't know, but I find I'm on my phone when I've tried to watch it, which yeah. is not a good sign. <laughs> I know. I know. Totally. I'm like, Ugh. and my husband's always like, okay, you checked out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But like, you can continue. If you can watch it. <laughs> No, go ahead. I'll I'll just sit here and wait for it to end. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been really, really fun. And learn. And I actually think I was thinking about it um, prior to you coming on. I think you're my first guest who's a woman in tech. Um, Yeah. Um, And it's so I'm so glad my audience is going to learn so much from you. And this has been so enlightening and keep doing what you're doing. And we're going to put everything in the show notes to find out more about Rock, Paper, Coin, how to find you and all the places. Um, And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It was really great. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in too. Yeah. Bye. Bye.